0: CHAPTER Five OF CYCLING IN THE ALPS BY C. L. Freeston. THIS LIBRIVOX RECORDING IS IN THE PUBLIC DOMAIN. THE ALBULA For a variety of reasons, the beautiful Albula Pass is better chosen for a return rather than an outward journey. This is not because of its gradients merely, for all the three passes which enter the Engadine from the west are alike shortest on their eastern side one cannot always be travelling however in the same direction and one of the three must be ascended on its longer side if one returns from the engadine direct but it should not be the Albula. to enter the engadine by this route means that one has not mapped out a comprehensive plan one will either miss a good deal of interesting ground or else indulge in an unnecessary amount of doubling one's tracks I propose, therefore, to describe this pass as it presents itself to the rider who is bidding a reluctant good-bye to the Engadine Plateau. The pass begins at Ponte, 5,548 feet, and there is a steep walk of 5 miles, and then a ride of about half a mile to the summit, 7,595 feet. The gradient averages about 400 feet per mile, and the road, of course, is of the usual tourniquet description. While not remarkably picturesque in itself, its windings afford recurrent views of the snow-clad peaks one is leaving behind, and which become more and more panoramic the higher one climbs. If, before quitting the valley, one has done the Stelvio and Bernina round, the walk to the Albula summit will seem relatively easy, for though five miles of pushing up a 400 feet gradient is as much as is feasible at a stretch without a good rest, one has the consoling thought throughout this climb that the limit of one's patience and the end of the upward journey will be reached at the same time the surface is mostly good and if there is much wildness and even bareness in the scenery as the top is neared there is an abundance of the bright blue gentians and other alpine flowers which flourish at such astonishingly lofty altitudes the mountain cattle will challenge your right of way or scamper up and down the rugged slopes and an occasional pedestrian may be encountered. But save these, and of course, the diligences, there is not much else to look for ere the summit comes in sight. The scene is impressive by reason of its very barrenness, and the bold magnificence of its surrounding peaks to the left, the pinnacled albulahorn vying with the rugged crastamora to the right. The hospice is a very poor affair, and unlike its neighbours of the julier or the fluella, provides neither tea nor coffee, both of which, however, can be obtained at Weissenstein, about three miles below. The Albula is one of the oldest of the Swiss passes, and for this reason, perhaps, it is one that requires considerable care in the first stages of the descent. The road is narrow, the surf is bad, and railings absent where most required. In fact, the rider will find that pedalling is much to be preferred to coasting, a tight hand on the brake and a keen look-out at corners are also desirable lest an unexpected rencontre with an ascending diligence should lead to a risky dismount the gradient averages four hundred and fifteen feet per mile to the weissenstein inn and though the pass is not the steepest there is none that requires greater care teufels Tal, by the way is the name of this savage rock-strewn hollow between the summit and the weissenstein and from its grim wildness it well deserves the name. At the inn, however, one may obtain creature comforts that are not only unexpected at so great a height, 6,660 feet, but are doubly welcome after the cold comfort of the hospice above. If the rider's itinerary permits a halt of moderate duration, it may well be taken at the inn of Weissenstein, where the rugged grandeur of the scenery is impressive without being as desolately oppressive as at the summit. If the day be well advanced, however, it is unwise to linger here in the belief that a rapid run-down is in store. The descent affords one of those curious contrasts which defy the calculations of the wheelman. A given number of miles of downgrade suggests easy travelling and the annihilation of distance and time alike. But if the road be so rough as to compel one absolutely to walk, the mileage becomes much more formidable with the Albula this is what happens at certain portions of the journey so that a margin should be allowed in case as is probable the surface through the woods be too rough for comfortable riding good coasting may be enjoyed however for several miles beyond weissenstein it is impossible for me to give the average gradient of the winding road for whereas Baedeker gives the distance to Bergun as six and a half miles the continental road book sets it down at seven and a half miles while Murray makes it only five. About halfway down, the pale green lake of Palpogne is passed, and fine waterfalls are plentiful on the Albula River. In Switzerland, by the way, one does not pay to see a cluster of dry rocks and a thin jet of water trickling through a spout, as at the famous, or infamous, Falls of Lodore. The land is full of magnificent cascades, there are thousands which would make the fortune of the British hotel-keeper or territorial proprietor if he set up a wicket-gate and a collector of tolls, but which one passes almost with unconcern, because the scale by which one judges these things abroad is so immeasurably in excess of one's insular standard. Downwards one flies through the characteristically alpine hamlet of Nats, 5,725 feet, having meanwhile reached the Zone of Trees, and three and a half miles farther, the beautiful village of Begun, 4,475 feet, is reached. It is picturesquely situated in a broad valley of green verdure, enclosed by richly wooded hills, and marks the commencement of a glorious descent, which only needs a good road surface to intensify its delights. Not in Switzerland alone, however, has one to pay for the penalty of ruts and roughness, the aesthetic privilege of arboreal wealth, and one must pick one's way in patience, and even walk at times through the ravines and gorges of this wonderful pass. The road is hewn through the solid rock along the perpendicular side of the Begunerstein at a height of more than four thousand feet, and so narrow is the gorge that the river roars through its stony bed for the most part unseen, and at a single point only can one view its foam of silvery blue. Winding through the dense woods, one descends to the hamlet of Ballaluna and then to the pleasant village of Filisur, 3,410 feet, with its ruined castle of Greifenstein. A mile hence, the river Landwasser is crossed, and after a sharp turn to the left, Bad Alvenu, 3,115 feet, a sulphur spring resort is reached. The valley has now opened out, the road surface is improved, and the final stages of the journey to Tiefenkasten, by way of Surava, are extremely pleasant. Tiefenkasten, two thousand seven hundred and ninety feet, a village that has been almost entirely rebuilt since a fire in eighteen ninety, is strikingly situated in a hollow at the entrance of the Shin Pass, and is a lively and interesting centre of diligence excursions over the Julier, Albula, and Shin passes, and the Landwasser road to Davos Platz. As so many routes converge to this point, it is highly probable that the cyclist may pass through it more than once during his round, wherefore it forms a convenient place for the addressing of letters and the leaving of superfluous luggage. The exact distance of Tifencasten from Bergun is not given in any guide or road book, but Begun to Bardalvenu is seven miles, and thence to Tifencaston is approximately another five making a total descent from the Albula hospice of about 19 miles, mostly of picturesque and romantic country, with a fall of 4,805 feet. End of chapter 5